Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. You know that sound. The victory horns are here. What is up, my friends? I hope you're out there just... Joining the hell out of your afternoon. My goodness, you need to towel me off after that one. The sun is still out, and we're hitting the post show, so you know that it has been a good one. My name is Sean Shadi, and this is the UFC Jacksonville post fight show here on MMA Fighting. We always appreciate y'all for joining us, and I'm excited for this one. I'm here with my co pilot, the Prince of Positivity. He's the king of the north. He's Alexander K. Lee, and of course, also joining us, the most fearsome producer in the business the undefeated e casey laden man in the boards oh that was good i liked that casey that was nice <laughs> thank you guys fights afternoon fights that was oh. uh that was that was pretty fun that was pretty damn fun ak we just i mean i'll just jump into it because we poured plenty of gasoline onto the flames of the Ilya Taporia hype train when we set this up on Friday, when we previewed this card, afterwards I was a bit worried if we overstated things, right? Because we've done this before. We've been on the Andre Muniz train. We've been on these different hype trains, and we've sort of propelled people to places they are not at yet, and then we see what happens. But, man, we did not overstate anything. What we just saw from Ilya Taporia, that was a star-making performance. The defense, the power, the precision, the jabs, the calf kicks, good lord, the technique, just the sheer ferocity of all of it. He gets it done lopsided, unanimous decision. Even gets a rare 50-42 scorecard in there from Chris Lee, courtesy of an even rarer 10-7 in the fourth round. Um, I mean, we can heap all the credit in the world to Josh Emmett for his toughness. I think 99% of men would have been broken by the end of that fourth round, yet still he still came out firing in the fifth. But good Lord, AK, I'm like out of breath. Like, wh- what the hell? What do you think about what you just saw from Ilya Zaporia? Listen, that's what you want to see when these when these kind of fights are made. We, we were talking about how they put together these UFC on ABC cards, and we said they, they have a pretty standard for- formula, we feel like, of – uh, you know, current relevant contenders, maybe someone you want to put over in the main event. And then, uh, you know, and then another contender fight in the co-main. We'll talk about uh, Macy Barber and Amanda Hebus later, I'm sure. Again, another, also a very, very exciting fight worth talking about. But this was Ilya's coronation. Um, there was a lot of, well, I guess stopping short of him eventually fighting for the title. But, you know, again, it's uncertain when that will happen. So for now, this was the, if you didn't know who Ilya Tapuri was before, if you had doubts about some of his previous performances, thinking like, well, you know, oh, he beat, you know, he beat Damon Jackson. He beat the GOAT, Ryan Hall. You know, what, is, what does this really mean? He goes up to lightweight. He fights Jai Herbert. What does it really mean? He beats Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell starts saying after, oh, I wasn't 100 percent, blah, blah. I mean, these are all good wins, convincing wins. I'm sure there was still some who were like, yeah, but is he is he really a top 10 guy? 
you know, um, if you were a little more of a, of a casual viewer or a fool like myself, who also doesn't have him ranked in the top 10 before this event. And man, he put <laughs> at least I think you I, added yourself. I, I was going to do think, it later, but I'm glad oh, you dude, it was so bad. I think five, oh no, I stand by it. I think five rounds also is the best thing that could happen to him. Because let me tell you something. If he smokes Josh Emmett in the first or second round, super impressive for sure. Um, uh, and listen, because a lot of people don't finish Josh Emmett, I think only two people have, and that'd be amazing in its own way. But seeing the five rounds, there's no, there's no like, ah, he just caught Josh Emmett or Josh Emmett's totally washed. Like, so, you know, Ilya, anyone could have put him away in those first two rounds. Josh Emmett looked super dangerous tonight and Ilya navigated everything he had to offer beautifully. You could really see him doing this against almost anyone in the top 10. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people were imagining, boy, how would this the skill set, the striking skill set, look against the man himself, Alexander Volkanovsky? So, mission accomplished for the matchmakers. If it, their job was to get Ilya over, big time mission accomplished for Ilya Topuria. Uh, we have a poll. We have a poll. Oh, oh! Is Ilya Topuria the number one contender at featherweight after USC Jacksonville? Not quite as definitive as I thought it would be. You know, I thought recency bias would put this way over the top, but still very strong number so far, seventy-six uh, percent. I'm interested to see the results of that poll in a little bit because that's, I think, the big question coming out of this. But I, I, we just need to talk about what we just watched, right? Because we 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 spoke about it a lot on Friday about the platform that was being given to Ilya Taboria here, right? Like this ABC platform, not for nothing, it is the biggest platform the UFC offers right now, right? The most, the the highest viewing audience, the most number of eyeballs are watching these type of fights on these type of days. And though all those eyeballs just got introduced to Ilya Taporia probably in an extreme way, right? Like if, if you're that guy, if you're the UFC, if you're just it, all around this mix, you, you you couldn't have asked for better, right? Because I 100% agree with you in the in the respect of it kind of felt like the five rounds was be, was a better outcome than a first round or second round stoppage. Like what we just saw was brilliant. It it really was, right? Like you could not have asked for more on, on a spec or on a platform like this yeah it was it was it was beautiful to watch and from a sporting perspective because i think sometimes i don't know if people feel like we don't give other fighters their flowers enough like when we talk about their striking like we kind of sometimes make fun of mma striking or at least like the, the boxing like we, we always have like a caveat like oh this guy's a great you know boxer but like mma boxer and Ilya today that like the striking was so textbook and so on point and so like consistent he was he, 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 he got Emmett's range super early, uh, figured it out, was locked in for pretty much the entirety of the, the, uh, the whole fight. Emmett could not take a step forward without being met by a hard jab or, or counter punch from Ilya. Uh, I, I, I know Emmett's you know, left hands looks dangerous, but man, like I think Ilya had, had, has mastered that art of like looking at – it looks like he's getting hit. But he's actually, if you watch the, probably if you re replay the fighter in slow motion, some of those lefts from Emmett were like just glancing, like he's rolling with the punches and, you know, to, and, and staying right in range, uh, talking about Taboria, where he can counter, you know, do whatever he wants. Go I would have liked to see some body work. We didn't see a lot of that. Um, but hey, the head work was working really well. So I guess he, I guess he didn't feel he needed to. But um, yeah, this was like a, just a, t a technically superb performance. There was nothing about this where you saw Ilya and go like, well, he just, you know, he just like outslugged him. No, no, no. This was a this was a quality outstriking, a legitimate outstriking, and it was just beautiful to watch for twenty five minutes. It was a privilege, really a privilege to watch it. I have to say one thing that I was most surprised by, and I, I don't know why my internet. My internet is so reliable until I'm I'm doing something <laughs> like this and then it just craps out. Apologies for that. Just bear with me. Uh, the the one thing I was most impressed by, and Dominic Cruz actually pointed this out a couple times on the broadcast. Ilya's defense, man. I think that was one aspect to his game that a lot of people still had question marks about. And they were justified, right? You go back to the Jai Herber fight. He, he got in a little bit of trouble there, especially some of his early UFC fights. He was very free swinging. He's very wild with it. And he would he would eat some shots for, for his troubles, for, for sort of the aggressive approach that he's bringing. Tonight, though, it felt like a different level of, of defensive improvement and, and almost showcasing what he the evolution that he's had over these past few fights. Right? Would you Would you agree with me? Were you impressed by the defense that Ilya was putting on tonight? Yeah, listen, it's 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 the defense is. I'm not going to say it's the only thing that makes a champion. It's a huge part to becoming a champion and definitely holding on to your title. Like we saw this with Charles Oliveira, for example. I mean, a great offensive fighter, not the best defensive fighter. And that's 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 going to that's gonna cost you. That's going to cost you. But we look at the all-time greats, guys who could avoid taking damage. Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, John Jones, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, they had their fair share of wars. Yeah, they had fights where they got rocked. But generally, over the course of 25 minutes, the defense sustained 
and that's why those guys were able to hold on for their with their tails for so long. I mean, that's one aspect of it. And Toporia showed a lot of that today because for a guy, he's what, 26, 27 years old, you can win a lot of fights early on with raw talent, athleticism. He's absolutely a plus athlete. I think one of the more athletic guys at 145 and just like sheer punching power. You can win a lot of fights like that. It's when you get to this level, you really do have to show that you can you can avoid taking it uh, as much as you dish it out. And he showed that. Tonight. I guess the guy, again, I think very dangerous up until the last minute. Like Emmett was not just tough. He was he was throwing like leather uh, in that last round. And again, I don't think Ilya was ever in any serious danger. And once he got the takedown, you know, that diffused, pretty much diffused it for good. But this was a fight where if he was not more defensively sound, definitely could have been right for an upset. Um, but it is on point. And man, it's just exciting to see. I just can't wait to see who he fights next. I want to talk about what this means for this division and also just what a division this is right now. Like like between Arnold Allen, who just put on a hellacious performance with Max Holloway and Mozart of Loyev and just Ilya now and just all this talent coming up at 145. The future at 145 is just so, so bright. I, I can't wait for a lot of this. But I do want to bring Casey. I want to bring you in early here for this uh, because you're a resident fighter as well, uh, right on, on this panel. Undefeated ferocious in there i I know how you get you you, you've tapped me out a a few times uh when you what you saw from Ilya tonight the technique or the technical improvement i should say were you impressed oh yes uh, absolutely um i wasn't as obviously i knew Ilya toporia is a is a i I thought him as a, a really good featherweight who hasn't proven himself yet not that I think he, I don't know, I'm not trying to disparage his past opponents, but like he, he exposed Ryan Hall, but he exposed uh, Bryce Mitchell a bit. But I, I took that more as like a negative to the opponents rather than a positive to Ilya. Tonight, this was just a great performance. And, and I like that you pointed out the defensiveness about it, um, uh, his defensive awareness tonight, um, because that's what you have to be afraid of with Josh Emmett. He ha- he's not a big combo puncher. He's not going to, I mean, he can't take you down. He can't. He can't grind you out. I guess if he wanted to, but that's not. That's not his bread and butter. He's gonna hit one big shot that will change the fight. And Ilya never let that happen. Uh, no matter how, um, no matter how dominant he was, and that's the scary part. You, you can be so dominant, but like you just have that one lapse in concentration, and that's how quick the fight can change for you. And I think that's why this fight was so exciting, even though it was one of the most thorough ass kickings we've seen in a while. It still got fight of the night because. We know Emmett is so dangerous constantly, and Ilya just never, never lost concentration, never let his, never literally let his guard down, and um, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, with, I, God, I was just so impressed within the first, I would say like ninety seconds of the fight, he just had Emmett's range so well, and um, he just, he just he, those little, like, those little tiny back steps he did, and he countered real quick. Um, which which made which made Ilya just seem so much quicker than Emmett because his counters was just so fast. It was, it was really incredible, and um, yeah, uh, he is now a, leg- a legit legit title contender, and I'm um, so excited to see um, who who's gonna face next if it's gonna be for the title or not. Um, I hope so because um, it was freaking awesome. Yeah, you you know it's a bad night when already by the second round they're they're crediting someone for toughness. That's yeah, not yeah. When, when you bring out the toughness, yeah, that for. early in the fight, yeah. yeah. When you're spending 20 minutes talking about a man's toughness, it's probably been a really, when really When you survive, when you survive, me. when you go to the decision and you get a 10-7, yes, you are tough. So uh, I Dude. guess 50-42, Yeah, 50-42, that is, that's a hell of a score. You mentioned it, the title talk now. Um, that to me is the most interesting part about this moving forward because we, we mentioned this on Friday when it came to just discussing the stakes for this fight what was sort of up for grabs here could a title shot be on the line for Ilya if he won and it AK you and Jose and I all of us were sort of I wouldn't say uncertain but we were flippy floppy with it right like this this is a very weird division right now it's it's very apparent that Volk wants to go back up to 155 and try to get that rematch with Islam I don't like that right now. I, I said it on Friday. I think that's way too early. You got a lot of young talent coming out of 145. Do the Anderson Silva. Do the GSP. Do the John Jones. Sit here and defend your title and become just an all-time legend by doing that. That being said, what you just saw from Ilya tonight, A, is that title shot worthy? And then B, I, I want to mention this up front because I'm already seeing people do it, and it's it's 
very frustrating as I no, watch don't it say go it. into don't say the conversation. It. Please, for the love of God, if you are the UFC, do not match up Ilya Teporia against Max Holloway. Max Holloway. <laughs> you don't need to do that. You so don't need to do that. It's one thing if you – okay, if you don't want to give him the title shot, that's fine. I get it. There's other stuff going on in this division, other stuff going on with Volk. Don't give him the title shot. But do not match up every exciting young contender in this division with Max Holloway and just make him the final – like the Goro to the Shang Tsung that is Alexander Volkanovsky. It's – it's unnecessary and it, it, doesn't prove anything. it doesn't prove anything yeah. it doesn't prove anything it, even if he beats it, max he still gets the title shot and or he doesn't get title. i don't you know what i'm trying to say like like beating max it's, or, it's very unnecessary that's just you that's don't need to beat max yeah you don't need to beat max yeah rodriguez did not have to beat max holloway to be able to fight alexander volkanovsky you're setting up unnecessary barriers in front of these, these very interesting fights just in the same way that we're probably not going to get izzy versus drakis duplices because robert whitaker is going to force the trilogy that all being said, title shot or not after this? What do you guys think, AK? It, it sucks that this is even a discussion because it lines up perfectly. Volkanovski is fighting Yair in July, and then we this fight just uh, uh, July eighth, so not even so what uh, two uh, two weeks from now. If he comes, if if Volkanovski beats Yair and he comes out of that fight healthy and ready to, perform, I mean, these guys should be booked with it like to fight in three months. It's it's right there for the UFC. It's this it's this handed to them intriguing title fight. Then you have Volkanovski again, possibly wanting to go back up to 25. You have the possibility that year beats Volkanovski, and then they're going to give Volk. I would guarantee you, if he wants it, that they give Volk an immediate rematch. So there's two outcomes right there. Volk wins, goes after Islam, or a year goes uh, a year a year wins, and then they have to run that one back. And then there you go. If you're Teporia, sorry, bud, that's three, three months of your career. You, you got it's that's off those three three months are gone if you're hoping to fight one of those guys and you want to wait and then you wait another three months and hope that again one of these uh title contenders is ready for you but you don't know you really don't know what's going to happen so so it's, it's there's so much uncertainty which is so stupid because i do feel like if this was the the quote-unquote glory days when uh noobs like myself got into the ufc around like you know the mid-2000s things like that um it would just be they would just this title shot would be lined up already you know and volkanovsky would just be trucking along and, and defending that 145 pound title in a very 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 good division where there's a lot of worthy challengers either there or coming up but this is the new ufc where uh fighters to their credit have a lot of you know have more feel like at least they have more power and and don't feel like they have to take what's on the plate for them but if i'm volk i, I hope he's at least uh was aware you know was watching this fight and says okay this fighting this guy could be good for my career or dangerous for his career depending on how you look at it yeah i don't know that fighting Ilya Teporia is good for anybody's career <laughs> what do you think casey i mean do you need to see do you want a title shot after this absolutely uh yeah i'm with uh, you i'm with you um uh, i'm a i do not like immediate rematch okay um if yair wins against uh volk in two weeks two weeks it's in two weeks yeah is that really uh, in two weeks? Jeez. Is, it, is, it, is that right? Yeah, two weeks. Is that? Am I, wait, do I have that messed up? No, International Fight Week, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I don't want to. I don't want a direct rematch. Volk lost at fifty-five. If Volk wants to fight one more, like if Volk loses, fight one time, get your title, get your title shot again. But I think, I hope, I know it's not going to happen though. But Ilya's next fight should be for the featherweight title. Um, he's earned it. He's fresh. Um, he, he just fought main event on ABC, big, the biggest audience the UFC really can get. And what is that for if you're not going to throw him in a title shot after that freaking amazing performance? So what are we doing if we're not? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I mean, see. I mean, like, again, there's so much uncertainty around this division right now, but I so badly, badly want to see Volkanovski versus Zaporia. Oh, that, to me, is one of my top or, fights now. Or just freaking, I just want to see him in a title shot. I just want to see him. I think he's earned that title shot. I don't care if it's Yair. If Yair beats Volk, then I want to see that fight. I just Same. want to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know what you mean, I know what you mean, though, but I just want – I. Ilya's he's he's earned it. I want to see it. That's why we have these big fights on ABC, main event. That's why we do this. It has to mean something. So let's make it mean something. That's all. And, and if and if you can't do that, if you can't do that, do like Arnold Allen versus Ilya or something else. Do not do Max Holloway, please. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And oh, you mentioned this earlier. You know, there's been a lot of debate on what's the best division, bantamweight or lightweight. We always kind of forget about the featherweights. They're kind of like in this middle. But man, this tonight, new blood, new blood, and especially if you hear Volk kind of. I know who knows how it goes, but. The featherweight division is kind of it's coming back. It's coming back. I like it. 
Featherweight division really used to be my favorite. Used to be my favorite, yeah. but kind of maybe maybe dominance kind of made it a bit boring. I don't know hmm. by Volk, but um, I'm excited about it. Yeah, one one fifty five to one thirty five. You cannot go wrong. I, I think even flyweight, but uh, we'll yeah. but fly, flyweight under is taking a bit of a hit these days. That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> Um, one last note on this fight before we move on, because we set it up yesterday when we were talking about this, that this is probably the make or break moment, right? For Josh Emmett, he's 38. This division historically lower weight classes generally historically are not kind to men in their late thirties and early forties. You just have never seen once really someone make a, a title run that deep into their career at that sort of age. And this is now where Josh Emmett is. Uh, again, he, he sort of, had that one opportunity against the Ayer Rodriguez for the UFC title, didn't work out for him, and then gets thrown to the wolves. That is Ilya Taporia on this one. I mean, it sucks to say, but guys, do you think is this the end for Josh Emmett as a title contender? Do you think is this sort of the end of that chance for him to make one good run? Yeah, yes. it's, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I know it is. Listen, <laughs> it's just it's it's a Shark Tank, and and again, all the credit in the world for Taporia for his win today. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with Emmett being like, oh, he's, I mean, I'm sure he's a little bit, you know, as, as he's 38 years old. I'm sure if you want to break down every fight, you know, his past fights, he's mid whatever, a step slower here, a step slower there. But I don't know if the best version of Josh Emmett beats, you know, Ilya Tapuria. But that said, we have to acknowledge age. And um, even if, even if you still consider Emmett to be like, you know, a top 15 guy, this division just isn't getting any younger. I mean, there's uh, getting any, any older, excuse me. It's, it's getting younger. There's Arnold Allen's in there. Uh, Mosar Vloyev. Uh, where's Giga? Giga's out there somewhere. I'm not saying that Giga just runs through Emmett, but I'm saying that's another tough guy um, who's coming up. Or, Ortega. <laughs> or uh, Brian Ortega is, is still out there. So there's just so many good names. And I, I'm not even looking at like the mid middle of the pack where there's, there's some good um, uh, Jack Shore. I keep forgetting Jack Shore. Jack Shore is coming up. So Bryce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell. I know he lost to Ilya, but it's not like Bryce Mitchell. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So listen, there's a good fights here for Josh Emmett. Some of the names I mentioned, I'm sure Josh Emmett would be competitive against, some of them he could beat. But can he beat enough of these guys to get himself a title shot again? That's a huge ask. That's a huge ask, man. Like we said, he, he just, he's 38 years old in a division that just keeps getting better and better and better. And again, there's guys who probably I probably didn't even name that are coming up um, at 145 pounds who, who he's going to deal with at some point. So yeah, this is the end of his run as a, as a title competitor, I think. But... That doesn't mean that you know we won't still see if he chooses to still compete. We won't still see him on main cards, uh, co-main events, things like that. Because UFC likes him, he puts on exciting fights. Again, he was the B side in this one. He's the guy who had to lose, but he was the uh, he, he. You know, it takes two to tango, and you know he was the um, the losing part of what was uh, a me- very memorable, I think, UFC on ABC main event. Also, just the man has taken a lot of damage in his career yeah. at this point a lot of damage especially after tonight i mean this is someone who's already missed a lot of time with injuries we saw when he broke his face uh like five years ago right he was out for a long time for that too it's tough it's a tough tough road for josh emmett but i guess that's what this game is let's move on because there was a lot to hit on this card and it was a very fun main card and ak you called it you i think a lot of people were sort of questioning the card quality of this one but ak you were high on it and you were high on this co-main event you gave it the ak lee rubber stamp of approval as a co-main event and not a penultimate fight and and boy you were right macy barber amanda hebas macy barber just came in there and that was spectacular right left head kick follow right hand and then just a barrage of violence hell of a finish by her uh it was almost like she got hurt a little bit and it just pissed her off uh and it's just it, it was quite a scene i mean at the end she's getting blood all over daniel cormier there is no question now at this point in my mind that Macy Barber has improved tremendously, right? Like it is. This is one of those cases where you can't let all of the initial hype and really like the overhyping that was done to her cloud our judgment of what we're seeing here because the heart, the will, that has always been there for Macy Barber. But today it felt like she showed that technique and it felt like her overall game is leveling up. Um, she now has the second most knockout wins in UFC women's flyweight history behind Valentina Shevchenko, which is very bizarre uh to think about but ak i mean after what you just saw today are you a believer in sort of this macy barber 2.0 yeah definitely listen her her improvements are very real that's sort of the thing i've been saying all week her her improvements are real i think this is this is i'm gonna i'm not calling anybody out in, in out there in the public but like you cannot judge a fighter by their wikipedia page okay it's so easy to look at someone like macy barber and say oh whoa she got finishes in her first few fights in the ufc and then she stopped getting finishes and was winning decisions what happened to her what did her skills get worse no the the uh the macy barber that we saw in the andrea lee fight whether you thought she won it or not uh the andrea lee fight and the macy barber that we saw 
uh, on Saturday are way better than the Macy Barber that started off her UC career with three straight knockouts, okay? She was getting by, I think, early on on, listen, raw power, athleticism, and and just good old-fashioned, you know, uh, go-getter go, go enthusiasm, right? That, that can take you a long way early in your career. At some point, she's getting older. She's refining her skill set. And listen, there's growing pains, okay? It didn't look great in some of those fights. It didn't look great against Roxanne Mataferi. It didn't look great in the split decision she won against Miranda Maverick. There was, a, I'll never forget the Maverick fight, not just that being a robbery, her own corner. I think it was that fight. Her own corner was like, like you have to hit her because she was doing a lot of like, she was hitting the air a lot with some of her strikes. I remember that. And I'm like, and it was true. It was true. She looked bad in those fights. This is, this is, this is not, you know, as she was try, trying to rattle her skill set, I guess become, a more technical striker. Uh, the early returns were not great. The early returns were not great. She had great success being a berserker early on, but when she stepped up to fight the Roxanne's, Alexa Grasso's, and Miranda Mavericks, there was a lot of bumps. But look at this Jessica I fight. Look at the Andrew Lee fight. Look at tonight. She's you can see the talent catching up with the skill, and she's one of the women at 125 men. She is throwing to finish. She is throwing to finish. I know people love her performance tonight. Awesome fight. Great performance by Amanda Hebus as well. But I want people to go back and watch the Andrew Lee fight someday. And when she wasn't being taken down and like having to defend herself on the ground, anytime she was on the feet, she was throwing with intent. And that's a huge, huge thing in this division. So it's very real. Uh, five straight wins now for Macy Barber. She can't become the youngest UFC champion uh, ever now. You know, that ship has sailed. But man, uh, could she fight for a UFC title someday? It, it's totally in the realm of possibility. It was just a really, really fun uh, and, and enjoyable night for uh, for her. Absolutely. I, I'd like to enact, uh, if I if I can, a moratorium over everyone in the UFC, future people who are in the UFC. Let's stop with the John Jones thing, the, the <laughs> wanting to break John Jones' record. Like, can we just completely stop with it? Like every young prospect who comes up says the John Jones line, and I just so badly want you to not do that because it puts so much unnecessary stress, pressure, ridicule, just all of that on you, and it's it, it is exactly what you said. Where, like early in Macy's career, it felt like she was she had become a meme, in a way, for some of these fights. And it's just it's another lesson. And sometimes it takes patience with a lot of these fighters, right? Like a lot of these young fighters, you got to grow with them. You got to let them get their sea legs in there, become who they will finally become, and not judge, you know, the level one version of them. They not judge the Bulbasaur before it becomes a Venusaur, you know? Like, come on. We, yeah. we got to let what things the, materialize what? here. Huh? Uh, Shane, you know, by the way. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I, I didn't get that reference at all. Listen, Raul Rosas Jr., I'm just saying, he still has like six more years if he wants to. So, Raul Rosas, if you're out there, don't listen to Shaheen. You keep t- saying you're going to become the youngest champion. You got a long time. You got a long, big window. Big window to hit. <laughs> 35. Degrees. I do want to ask about this fight, though. Um because I threw this out on our Slack page uh, for for MMA fighting, and it seemed like everyone kind of consensus on it. Is that the best women's fight that we've seen in 2023? Like, am I missing something, or is that the best women's fight we've seen so far this year? Uh, how many women's bantamweight fights have we had? <laughs> oh, oh right. sorry, why are you doing this? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just can't help yourself. Um, I can't it, help it, myself. It was it was to me. It was fighting the night before the. Actually, I want to say it was fighting the night. Um, um, I think it was fight of the night. Ilya gets performance of the night, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I I think the main event officially got fight of the night, but the co-main event was my real fight of the night. Uh, is that right? Did the main event get fight of the night? Am I making that up? I have uh, not seen are, bonuses yet. Or hold on, we do, we do. I think you are correct, though, Casey. Yes, Emmett Tapuria fight of the night. Uh, yeah, Macy did get Macy did get a performance right. of the Amanda night. Hebus, Amanda Hebus, Amanda Hebus deserves yeah. 50k for that. I know oh, that that cool. sucks for her. She does, but um. Was it quite, oh yeah, best um, best ladies fight of the year um, as far as uh, skill set, high stakes, action, and a big finish, and high, and, uh, high stakes too, um, and best performance of uh, Macy Barber's career too, and the, on the biggest stage too. I feel um, I think when she may, may, she might have been on a was she on a pay per view when she when she lost against Roxanne was she I don't uh, yeah yeah UFC really two forty six. Was she, oh, that was a big pay per view. That was the Connor Cowboy yeah, pay per view. Yeah, but was she was she actually on the pay per view card? Though? Uh, I no, know she was on, featured prelim. Featured. Prelim. Okay, she was I featured prelim. Okay, so I, I I would say this was her actually highest profile fight, and she performed fantastic tonight. Um, she I'm was. Gonna, by the way, she she was the co main event of UFC two fifty eight. Wow, with Grasso. Oh, really? Wait, and that was lock? after the that was after the loss to, to Rock. That's weird. No way. Okay, I'll, I had to look it up. I don't remember this uh, all. All right. Well, <laughs> that was not coming event. I don't believe you. I, I, just I don't. don't. Oh, it was coming no, event. You're right. No, he's right. He's right. <laughs> ah, jeez. Okay. Not remember. <laughs> but 
I'm not as high. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna go all the, all the way out and just say like like Ilya like deserves, deserves a title shot, or I'm not, I know I know we're not saying Macy deserves a title shot, but I still don't know if she's a title contender yet. But it was a giant improvement for her, and I think this is the sign for Amanda Hebas to go back to straw weight. Um, that's that's kind of what I kind of took from this. She just got just uh she just got Barbara was just way too physical for her in there. I mean, uh, I know, I know, she just punches harder, and yeah, she was just way too physical for Hebas in there, and uh, it showed tonight. And Barbara really used her physical advantages to her perfectly, and um, it's just a great finish, great violent finish, and and that's why I think fans like, or and the UFC especially, Dana love love Macy because man, when she smells blood, and there was a lot of blood in that cage, she freaking will murder you and um that's what the ufc likes and um yeah and uh the national audience got uh got lots of violence tonight for free they got something on, on ABC. Got lots of blood and yeah, yeah Casey, blood. Blood. different types of blood too you got yeah, some eye yeah. blood in there casey too. you're so right about the size too i don't want to god i don't want to talk about the eye blood casey you're so right about the size too because the way she countered those leg lock attempts was just plant plant down on her get heavy yeah, just having and then just start punching her. Yeah, yeah, just start punching her, and and I'm not saying that can't happen at 115, but definitely at 125, it's something that's going to happen more often than not. So yeah, that that yeah. the size mattered. The size, yeah, no, I, yeah. Obviously, he was made a made a a giant tactical error fighting for those leg locks, and mm-hmm. when she should have given up on them way before. Um, but I felt that yeah, he was. I think immediately felt oh this this lady is stronger and hits way harder than me, and I gotta do something different. And um, yeah, man, her but, strength, her, her strength, the way she's developed it is one like you could see it in, in the way these fights play out. Uh, I agree with you, Casey, in that like this isn't we're not talking about her in title contention yet. It's five in a row, though. I will say this feels like the, the fight that will propel her to that next fight where she wins that. Then we're talking about her in title contention. I would I, I would love to see like a Lauren Murphy or like a Caitlin Chukagian or something like that for her next to sort of push her into that next level. See if she's ready for sort of those top five uh, flyweights. Yeah, the the classic Chukagian fight. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Can she avoid a Chukagianing? Chukagianing, yeah. But wait, but if you, if you just if you just go to Macy's Tapology page and just look at what's red and what's green. Take away the you no know, the catastrophic injury that she had in the Modafari fight, Modafari fight. She's only lost to the champ. Yeah, you know, she's only lost to the champ for and so for all this kind of uh, grief fans and maybe the media give Macy, she's really only had one legitimate lo- one non injury loss, and that's to freaking Alexa Grasso. So um, if she wants to get on that on that soapbox and say I'm the greatest, I'm the new, I'm the I'm the next champ. This is my division. Go for it. That's all. She 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 can do it. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that second second wave of that overhype overhypeness that she kind of gave us gave gave all of us. So supportive of the youth, Casey. So supportive. <laughs> you're so you're so you're so hipping with it. Yeah, you're so hipping with it. Shut up. Uh, well, let's hit the rest of this this main card now because it was very action packed. I mean, Austin Lane. Uh, with one of the worst eye pokes uh, I have seen in my life on justin taffa for the no contest there that was just gruesome man went like a full digit deep with those yeah, fingers yeah, into yeah, that yeah, eye yeah. he was we got him on he was like Come trying on. to he was trying to scoop the eyeball out of that guy uh, uh it, it, to me that was just example 435 of why this show win model in mma is so stupidly stupid and dumb and outdated because that is not someone who should get punished for again nearly getting his eyeball scooped out of his skull um, also, David Onama, just a gorgeous uppercut combination there on Gabriel Santos. Then he hits him with the Izzy bow and arrow celebration, drops a couple F-bombs on ABC. Uh, hell of Not a great. performance by him. Real, Not great. Real quick, yay or nay on Crib in the Izzy celebration? Where are you guys Terrible. starting with this? Big nay. I'm is, with is you, there, AK. Is there a connection? Was that like, are they buds or something? Or did he just He's, I guess he said post-fight that in, the, in his press conference that Izzy beat a Brazilian and did that over a Brazilian, so he wanted to beat a Brazilian and do that over a Brazilian, which is to me the most tenuous connection you could possibly make to okay. justify. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's so. Yeah. 
I think he did, I think he did, he, I think he did five bows. He did five arrows, not like three. Like it went for a while. Like it kept going. Like 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 his corner brought him a new quiver, more of arrows. It was just like jeez. If he if he just got like <laughs> see the fact that he planned it makes it worse. If he if he just got like caught up in the moment, he's like oh crap, like oh whoa, I got to celebrate somehow. That's a sick knockout. Uh, and then did it, you know, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You're kind of knowing, great. That was a recent thing, you know, whatever. You, you steal from the best. He, he says he planned it. He said post fight in his scrum, credit to uh, Mike Heck, by the way, Mike Heck Cubanus updated on site, uh, that he had, he had planned this ahead of time because, as you said, the, the Brazilian thing. And I'm like, that's so dumb. It's whack. That's a it's whack. Oh, Nama, oh, Nama, listen, this guy it could be a stud at 140. Again, we're talking about 145 being a sick division. Guys, I forgot to mention, you know, being future contenders. Oh, Nama's right up there. The guy's ridiculously talented. Um, but you got to work on that celebration stuff. That's that's tacky. It's tacky. It's hard I mean, to be you, tacky. You rewarded him. I gave, they gave him fifty k for it too. It, it <laughs> no, I mean, it was a crazy knockout. It was the awesome knockout, knockout was great. The knockout was great. Just, yeah. knockout I don't know, but you got, you got to take a point away for the celebration. Sorry. <laughs> Can you imagine if they if that, <laughs> gets, that would be the most yeah. unjust thing in MMA today? If they if they took a point, he gets away. 40, he gets 45k. He doesn't get the full 50k. Five thousand dollar fine for swagger jacking. <laughs> It's just you can't. You I, can't I need justice. Like, I need like, justice in this it, world. It was weird. If you, if, even if that's something you do plan, <laughs> don't tell us that you planned it. <laughs> Be yeah. like, oh, that was spur of the moment. I oh, felt like Izzy in there, so I wanted to get just it. came. Like that's yeah. Come on, don't uh, like Kendall Grove. Remember Kendall Grove used to do the Tito Ortiz grave digger thing, but that's because he was like he was like Tito's like they were team. Tito's boy. Tito's boy. That's what I was asking. I thought was there a connection between the guys, but okay. No. All right. Nothing. Also on the main card. Oh. Brendan Allen, continuing to just—he got robbed. Fifty k. I thought he should have got the other fifty k. But yeah, man, he is sort of this unsung dark horse right now at middleweight. He runs through Bruno Silva less than a round. Yeah. Calls for Jared Cannonier. Calls for Drickus Duplessis. Calls for some purple shorts. Calls for a Louisiana event. Calls for some uh-huh. Chipotle. I'm pretty sure there's a few <laughs> other things I don't remember. Uh, but Chipotle. that was five straight for him. Four stoppages over is- that run. He yes, really he, fit it all in in that post fight yeah. interview. It was just tremendous. Shane, just wait till your boy can talk because this is what you'll be getting every time you go to the mall. Like, oh, dad, can I have this and one of these? Can I have one of these? And can I have one of these? Oh, can I have one of these? Can I? So be ready. That's that's what Brendan Allen was like. But listen, I shouldn't say anything bad about uh, Brendan Allen. Casey, do you have the clip? I don't know if you have the clip handy, but I shouldn't say. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. We, <laughs> Brendan Allen has already called me out for the last time because I said Andre Muniz. Uh, was just going to run through him on the ground. Like, if he goes to the ground, and Andre Muniz is going to smoke him. And then he included me in a little wrong media members montage. So I did him a favor. Uh, Casey, if you have the clip, feel free to throw. I did him a favor. Wait, he – I didn't see this. This is I'm in there like he, half he a second. He included you in a, in a wrong media yeah, members montage? Yeah, people doubted me. Yes, it was after Muniz. This is true. But that's not the clip this we want. We did oh, him okay. a favor. Brendan Allen, you just became one of my guys. That's, that's – <laughs> I love I'm here for that. Oh, where's that clip? Where's that clip? Where's Someone that? on the free fight Q&A asked us for uh, locks. And I said – I'm doing this as a favor for Brendan Allen. I'm like, I, I, I don't believe in this, but I'm saying I'm picking Brendan Silva first round knockout to be my lock of the night. And I said, Brendan, if you're out there, but then Casey had me record a bit of like propaganda to make me look bad. So uh, if, yeah. whatever, if we, pull, we can pull the clip up later. But I'll congrats buy, to Brendan Allen. Later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, by the way, uh, uh, you know, again, talk about judging by Wikipedia entries. People will look at that, go back and look like, oh, he submitted him. No, no, man. He, he, he went brawling with the friggin' world-class KRS on the feet first. And then he finished them on the ground. It was, it was so impressive. Yeah, man. Five in a row now. Six, I mean, seven out of his last eight. Really good run. Loki, really good run in the UFC for Brendan Allen. Also, I'm just here for all Chipotle shout outs. I'm very basic. I love Chipotle. I eat Chipotle way too much. I'm here for it. Let's just support, support the good guys. Uh, and uh, give me some more Chipotle. Uh, all right. I mean, we without that's the main card. We've sort of hit everything. Lots going on on the undercard too. Neil Magny gets a win. Uh, maybe not the oh, most exciting that a, win. That was a bad but, fight, you know, right? That, that was yeah. that was not a good fight. Uh, that, that yeah, was, that's that's that about was, what we can say about that. Yeah, I, uh, it's split decision. It, it, it was what it was. Maybe the card placement on that. I questioned it beforehand. Maybe <laughs> they knew what they were doing on that. Uh, Randy Brown gets it done. Tap at the Ricci. Joshua Van pulling off a splitty as well. Jack Jenkins maybe getting a little questionable one. Good performances all around. Also, Jose Marisol uh, in the Trevor Peak fight. That was a lot of fun. That so was fun. a lot of fun. Uh, a couple fight of the year contenders here uh, on this night, or I guess afternoon in Jacksonville. Let's see the peeps. What are the peeps talking about, Casey? All right. Hold on one moment. 
The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. I have to show this clip. I think I finally got it. <laughs> Hold on. See so if you can pull this up again. So the context. I this was this was I this was made. In, it's gonna sound weird. In support. There we go. We got no chance against Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva's gonna knock him out round one. He can't last two seconds on the feet. We got no chance against Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva's gonna knock him out round one. He can't last two seconds on the feet with Blendado. Brendan Allen, you're going down. I disagree. Brandon Allen, oh, you will win. You will dominate and you will win. You will be the next UFC middleweight champion. <laughs> looks like Casey so knew yeah. all along. Uh, I saying. hope he just uses your like clip if he digs these up. I hope he just AK uses your clip. AK is just a consistent Brendan Allen hater. And, and I am. Listen, I'm footage. hating him. We got you. I'm, I'm doing him a favor. I'm hating him all the way to UFC gold around his waist. I'm telling you. I'm just going to keep picking against him until this train stops because uh, he's been doing real well. Doesn't need right. my support. So ready for all questions? Right. What are the, yeah, what are the peeps talking about? All right, what do we got? What do we got, people? Come on. Let me see. Sorry, I was talking a lot. I didn't get to, didn't get to go through the comments too much. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll end the poll. Uh, 75% Taporia is the number one contender. 75%. 75%? Was there, a, was there a I don't know third option? No, no. I, only, I don't do that bull crap. It's, uh, I only do yes or no. <laughs> Lay in the law. Bring it down. I don't, know, I don't do that crap. Uh, JN asking, what was the Chipotle thing all about? Who knows? Chipotle is delicious. <laughs> I'm not here for slander. Yeah, we're, we're being positive here. Uh, you... Also, JN, was Dana at the event? I could see Hunter, but I didn't see Dana. That's a good question. I'm not sure about that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I, don't, I, haven't, I don't think he's there. I don't, I don't think he's there. Yeah, he doesn't like little, you know, it's only a show on like ABC. Much, Why yeah. would he need to, like, you know, it's not a big deal. That's what I mean. That's what, these network cards just aren't. They're just, they're just. The UFC could never get it done without Dana, man. He's integral to the whole operation. Sergio Ramos in the building, though. Real Madrid, Sergio Spanish, Ramos. Spanish soccer team legend, football team. Excuse me, guys. Football team is legend. That, Sergio Ramos in the building. Is that a top three most famous human being who's ever been at a UFC yes. fight? Yes, unequivocally. And I know there's gonna be a lot of who? North Americaners. He's a sportsman. He's a sportsman, Casey. Very famous sportsman. Um. Was he was, <laughs> listen, this guy, he's Spanish football. Spanish he's football won a World Cup. Soccer. He's won a World Cup. He is very famous. Probably, again, I'm sure like in North America. One whatever. of the greatest soccer players of all time, basically. Yes. The golden generation of Spain, football. Right. Sergio Ramos. Yes. Uh, Don't worry, Casey. All of this yeah. was just explained to me like an hour ago, too. Don't worry. Uh, this is coming from Dana Blanco. What do you think about the double DC commentary duo? We were actually talking about that amongst ourselves before we went live. I'm not a fan. I'll just be honest. I'll just say it. I'm not a fan. I really when, don't like it. When I don't Dom think said, well together. when Dom said you get cauliflower ear so it protects your brain. Did you hear that when he said that? Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was making sure I wasn't like imagining that. I was like. No, that was the thing that was said on ABC. Not as best. I will say, uh, this is, uh, listen, we've, we've been critical of uh, both these guys. And Casey, I know you're more of a fan of Dominic Cruz most of the time. I'll, I'll compliment Dominic today for a couple of things. Uh, one, I'll, I'll, and this is stealing from, uh, I think Sean Sheehan pointed this out, that he did a great job kind of explaining the intricacies of what Taporia was doing in the main event. Like that's exact when you're on ABC, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you need. You need a guy who if someone just so happens to casually be tuning in and kind of like, oh, this Taporia guy like looks good, but I'm not sure like what, what, you know, I'm not sure exactly why, why I'm so hyped about it. You need a guy 
pointing out those things. And that is something Dominic Cruz does really well, which is why we kind of always say like he's maybe better as like a desk analyst than like live on the mic. But you maybe, you do need a guy like that. Like maybe bring in Dom like like when they bring in when they used to do like Trevor Whitman or Dean or Dean Thomas. Or the, Dean Thomas just, now, yeah. Just, they just yeah. kind of come in for these like little 30, 45 second bits and he's just kind of focused on one very technical part of the game. I think it's when he kind of just when he we gets free reign for eight hours, in a row. yeah, yeah. When he when he gets very like a watch along type of, mm-hmm. when they're not, you know, not really commentating the fight, they're just kind of talking. Then you're like, yeah. uh, and work. and he, uh, I don't know if I'm not saying he 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 kind of not buried the hatchet, but for a second with the uh, Macy Barber stoppage, right? Yeah, Pete Peterson was there, and he, he said he Peterson say, did a good job. No, no, he said the ref. He goes, oh. he goes, he goes, the ref did it. He, I was like, oh, he didn't say his name. He, was, he, <laughs> he didn't still say his didn't name. Say his name. <laughs> it still counts. It still counts. Yeah, it still counts. It still counts. counts. He gave him his promise. Oh, he gave it, his it, it, I know we kind of skipped over that, but um, was that controversial, the stoppage? Because I thought that stoppage was actually – I, I, I agree with Dom and DC. I thought, I thought it would I thought be. it was a perfect stoppage. Which one? I thought it would be, but I didn't see uh, that the, much. The, the uh, Barber stoppage when she mm-hmm. stopped Hebus. I, I didn't feel like that was controversial. Yeah. I, okay, I, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I, I thought okay. there was. I like, I did like a preemptive tweet, like, "Oh, people aren't going to like this," but then I had a lot of replies, like, "What are you talking about? It's fine." I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah." So, <laughs> I guess uh, I just come to expect the worst from the discourse. That's that's on me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. If people were saying it's too late or just perfect. I thought it was a perfect stoppage. They gave Hebas a proper amount of time to recover. She didn't take she didn't take too much damage, but also you, uh, the ref respected Hebas. Hebas has a fighter as a A level fighter to to kind of take that much damage to get herself out. And once she, I think whatever, uh, it was, I can't try to remember exactly how the stoppage worked, but um, it was fine. It was fine. But mm-hmm. I will, I will say just anecdotally, and this is completely anecdotally, this is the power of these ABC cars, right? I just got a text from someone who uh, a buddy of mine, who's not really a fight fan who was sitting watching this uh. at their parents' house and their parents stumbled along right when Austin Lane decided that he wanted uh. to invade uh that eyeball and then they ended up somehow for some reason watching it and the parents were blown away by macy barber and Ilya taporia and they've never heard of either of them so there you go this is the power of that at work right like this is just such a bigger audience than than normally would be watching and and people who aren't i guess and people who really aren't even fans of the sport at all just really flipping channels who Mm -hmm. don't have cable yeah yeah that's what's what's the worst kind of blood guys because i I blood is up there i'm not bad Eyeball. I have such a thing with eyeballs, man. Like, like for my entire life, like, like ever since I was a kid. Don't don't raise your eyebrows in that way. This I'm, I, where's, I don't know where this is going. Do I don't know where this is going. Well, I, I just I can't handle violence done upon eyes in any respect at all. Like you, like even like torture, like like horror movies with like torture oh, yeah. and stuff. Horrible. You know, like the things. Anytime it's like eyeball included, I just. I'm out, man. I cannot handle it whatsoever. Do you wear, do you was, wear contacts? Oh, yeah. I can do that. Okay. 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 So you say, okay. Because oh. some people are like, they, they, it even weirds them out when they even touch their eye. Or like, yeah. so I was just kind of wondering. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, it took also, me a while to get over that. It took me a yeah. while. <laughs> I, I, I was like, eye, eye blood is what you say way up there. I was like, ass blood, not a fan. Uh, not a fan. I just want to throw that out there. I just want, I just want to say, I, I just want to say ass blood on a show. Uh, and now it's out there. It's on the record. Thank you, Casey. It's on. And, uh, Can you and clip I, that, please, Casey? Can I make a poll? Should I make a poll? What's worse? Do people? <laughs> please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Can you just say it one more time? Yeah. What, what? What? Say what? Ask blood. It's a new park reporter. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I hope not. Be a great nickname. Nickname. <laughs> that emoji is going to be in our Slack room. Be a great nickname for a park. Uh, uh, <laughs> Off the rails. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I blood is the worst orifice to bleed. Says VJ. Bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I will say Justin Taffa like handled that incredibly well. Yes. Like, the dude yes. was kind of nonplussed by the whole situation. He's kind of like just annoyed at it. Oh, his corner cool. apparently was super pissed, and he was just kind of like, "Sorry, boys, like relax." Like I think he had to calm his corner down. They were pretty mad about it. And he's like, oh, "He got a mad." Things, after, but. A couple of things, actually, about that. Going back to the top of fight, a should that have been a DQ? No, uh, I like the no contest because it was it such wasn't a. On re- it was such a. It doesn't have to be on purpose. Like it was such a. But it was such a reckless eye poke because 
it, it, I wish I had a But it does have to be on purpose. That's what the difference is between a DQ and a no contest. If it's accidental, it's no contest. If it's seemingly done it with, with malice, then that's a DQ. I just think that's weird. Like, so you yeah, judge, go judge. like this. You're, 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 I, go, I go like Mo Larry Curly on a guy. But, that's what, but I don't know that that's what that was, right? Like that was two guys sort of swinging in opposite directions. He pushed off. I, I remember like yeah, he, it, was, it was with his left hand. He pushed off. With his hands, fingers out, like right in the pocket, and just Casey, okay, so can we know. put the uh, can we put the still of it on the screen so everyone can stare at no, it? And, uh, <laughs> no, no, let's please not. Fingers no. drilled right into the eye socket. Yeah. Of, so, uh, so I had an issue. I had an issue. Like, I thought maybe, on ABC, you got you got eye gouging. You got like there was a lot of blood for network TV. Swearing. Lots of swearing in these yeah, post interviews. Lots of swearing, like blood from many from many. There was ear blood, eye blood, a lot of nose blood, little mouth blood. Yeah, it was like every orifice. Pretty Casey, much. Imagine, we imagine, if we some, imagine if we had some ass blood. It would have been a hell of a show. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would expect this from Casey, but I would not expect this from you, AK. Listen, this is uh, this is early <laughs> evening, early afternoon, early evening MMA. All right, we're just in the, if this was if this was usual, us freaking like two, three in the morning. I mean, I wouldn't have the energy for this kind of this kind of talk. But <laughs> what kind of talk? I'm I, I won't. I won't. I won't do it again. I won't do it. I won't do it. You're, you're, you're thinking it. I'm thinking it. Everyone's <laughs> thinking about it. All right. Let's uh, let's do this. Oh, but more. also, but, well, but back to the ref thing. too. wasn't it super weird that Dan Mergliato was telling Tafa it's going to be a no contest? I thought that was like mm-hmm. really weird. He was kept telling him, "It's like if you if you don't want to fight, don't worry. It's just it's a no contest." I, I've never heard a ref. I don't think they're supposed to do that. You know, like you're not, you're you're not supposed to. Be okay, I was I wasn't 100 sure because first of all, the ref doesn't. Oh, does the ref decide that? I don't 100 percent know. I don't know why I don't know that. Who decides if it's no contest? Is it the ref? It was the art. Was he already telling Tafa how I'm going to decide it if the fight's over? It's the the commission official, like the, not like not the ref, but like the all of the commission officials sort of converse and settle on it. Okay, it was weird. But uh, yeah. Um, what, one one that actually I want to get to that right. has nothing to do with what we just saw tonight, but I've seen it asked a couple times by Saul Goodman. Uh, he says PFL committed a dirty dirty piece of business today. Oh, and I'm curious for your guys' thoughts on this because this is obviously not to do with this UFC on ABC card, but this is the Houshman feel Natan Schulte fight uh-huh. that we saw fight. I use in uh, air quotes that we saw on Friday. And if you guys don't know the backstory to this, essentially these two dudes, both former PFL champions, best friends, like like best, best friends. I think they're, you know, godsons to each other or godparents to each other's children type of thing. Training partners, like main training partners. Like uh, I think, I can't remember which one, but I think Schulte maybe like paid for, for Manfio's rent or like put him up as a place to live for like a year when he was almost homeless. Like Like really the closest people you could possibly get to. And PFL matches them up together for some reason with the winner basically getting a, a shot at the playoffs. Both were 1-0 and in the season. Meanwhile, uh, the new PFL signing, Shane Burgos, is matched up against another fighter who was 0-1. He was 0-1 as well. And the winner of that would get into the playoffs as well. It felt like a little weird matchmaking there, just matching winners and losers up with each other. And then, of course, it plays out exactly how you'd expect between two best friends. It's, it's barely a fight. It's like a sparring session. And now PFL just unilaterally yanking Natan Schulte out of the playoffs and inserting Shane Burgos just on their own accord. What do you guys think of this? It's bad. Bad? So bad. Yeah, so bad. bad. I, I, really it's, bad. It's so frustrating because people were saying – I know Aaron Bronstar was one of them. A lot of people were talking about like earlier this week, like, wait, why, like when they were reminded this card was coming along, like, why was this fight booked? Why is it, this is a bad idea? It's not like this is something that happened like as the fight was happening or after this wasn't like in retrospect, this was ahead probably months ago when the fight was booked for anyone who like, you know, was aware that it was happening. was like, wait a minute, didn't they try to book these guys before? And then they were kind of smart enough to not make it happen. And Manfield went on to fight and beat Anthony Pettis instead. And that was like two years ago. Let's never revisit this. And then somehow they match them up again. And again, this isn't the tournament yet. You know, this is the second uh, flight of the regular season. So the PFL is free to match up whoever they want. Um, as long as obviously they haven't fought the before, they fought in the, the you know the first fight of the season. They didn't. They had a lot of options. They didn't have to make Menfio and Schulte fight. And these guys, like you said, they're they're super 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 close friends, like life life buddies. You know, what I mean, this isn't just guys who train together. Like we've seen. 
we've seen people who have trained together or previously trained together fight in other organizations and yeah they can usually put it aside but these are like close friends and again not even in the tournament not even like oh they're in the semifinals and like a win puts them one away from winning a million dollars or of course the finals itself which which uh, uh Manfio had said in the past I'd be fine with fighting Nathan Schulte if it was if it was in the tournament or in the final Instead, if you get this random fight, why? I don't know. They got what they deserved. Do the fighters take a little bit of responsibility? Of course. They, they, you know, they have a job to do, but at the same time, if I was in the same position as them, I wouldn't want to beat the crap out of my best friend for you know, such low stakes either. So it's for me, the, the, the onus is on the promotion. They shouldn't have made this fight happen. And suspending them, and uh, I don't even know what else is this going to mean. Does, does, this, does this also take away Schulte's win purse and things like that? I don't know where they're going to go with that. It's ridiculous. And, and homeboy, yeah. does, isn't, he can't make the million dollars no he doesn't he's not he's like out of the running now like it, mm-hmm. yeah he's out of the playoffs they yanked yes. him out it's the the only th- so so the the way they word it is you know they have a certain standard of performance and that neither guy met it which is fine but i that's gonna be i don't know how they must have been enforced that and, and if there's the implication that the fight was fixed as in like who the winner was i mean they better be able to prove that because they really have no evidence that that was the case right that no, you and i just Casey were saying like, like a sparring session between like, two guys who it, didn't want to hurt each other it was just an entertaining fight, dude. Magni versus Magni versus Roe. That fight was horrible. But like, his, 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 but what are you gonna do? Take take away their win bonus? I don't know. It's like that's just how fights go sometimes. If guys don't want to kick their crap out of each other, you know, till they're dead, they don't have to. Now the promotion afterward can go. Okay, we're gonna release you, not sign you for another fight or whatever for the loser or whatever. But they have a tournament system. They have a season. You know, he won. He goes. He goes on. I don't get it. You can't. I, that was the whole point of the whole thing. That, that this is all based on meritocracy. You know, we have a rule set. You win, you advance. And now they're like, yeah, yeah. Turns out, not, listen, turns out, listen, nah. nah, we just saw. Listen, Maggie, if your whole, if your whole ethos, that, that's their whole, yeah, that's their like whole your thing. motion yeah. is the merit- meritocratic nature of it. Come on, man. What and look, doing? I like Shane Burgos a lot. I like him as a person. I like uh-huh. what sort of the move that he made for his career and yes, the balls that it took yeah. to do it. He had nothing to do with this decision. He this gets, isn't on Shane. He benefits Shane, from it. Yeah. But this is, been, yeah. is, is extraordinarily ridiculous. All around. Uh, guys, Magny and Roe didn't exactly have the most crowd-pleasing fight tonight. So is the UFC. Can they go to those guys and go like, you know what? You know what, yeah. Neil? We're going to take away your win bonus because we didn't. Yeah, we weren't entertained by the fight. We got You guys didn't – because I bet you the UFC, I wonder if they have similar language in their contracts. Like, you know, plead, you know, whatever. You have to do this amount of effort or something. And then say, eh, you don't really match the level of effort. We're going to keep the win bonus, Neil. You know, you can have the win and the record. But now, you were, like, where do we – like, this, it's such a slippery slope and such a silly thing to there, do. There, like, is, there is timidity, but that's for the commission and the ref to decide during that's the fight. That's for the referee. Yeah. And the yeah. referee, as far as I know, didn't DQ he them warned for timidity. Him. He, he warned, warned them, him but, but God. the win's a win. Can you imagine yeah. – can you imagine a world where the UFC take, claims that sort of unilateral powder, power to just be like, ah, you know what? I didn't like your title defense, Tyron Woodley. Yeah. You're no longer champ. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's bad. It's bad. Actually, I can't uh, imagine that. I can. Oh, I can too. I can't. We're not. Yeah, we're. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's hit one more and then we will get out of here. All right. Uh, oh, here And we then go. everyone here involved watching, performing, we all have the rest of our day to get to. Like, this is tremendous. Oh, excited. Okay, big one. Here we go. Oh, JN coming in with, is Allen no longer the most middleweighty middleweight? AK, it, I mean, I have, I have some thoughts, but I, I, I feel like I have to give the floor to you on this one. You are, awesome. you and Mike Heck are the purveyors of sure. this middleweighty middleweight belt. So what do you but think? We should know. My best friend and I have been in disagreement on this one for a while. I don't even count Brendan Allen as a middleweighty middleweight. He's, 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 he's too distinct. He finishes fights. He has a personality. His performances are memorable. I've st- any one of those things disqualifies you from being a middleweighty middleweight. No, you have to be fighting to meandering 15-minute decisions or late uh, TKOs where one person just is too tired to get up uh, to really be in the middleweighty middleweight discussion. This, uh, you, maybe you could say before the Muniz fight he was in the running, but even then – Allen's pretty memorable. He has, he has a distinct skill set, or did anyway. I always thought of him mostly as a grappler, but now he's showing he can certainly mix the martial arts in a beautiful way. But I never liked calling him a middleweighty middleweight. Again, I've butted heads with this with my best friend many times. Um, so, uh, yes, he, uh, you could say whether he lost it uh, on Saturday or just he isn't 
was never in there. Yeah, he's he's not a middleweighty middleweight. That, that's for the Mark Andre Barrios and the, the Armin Petrosians and th- these are my these are my people. These are the, the the sadly departed. I mean, not dead, but another promotion. Christoph Jocko, longtime middleweighty middleweight champion. You need to. He has too much per, too much personality and too much uh, in cage personality, and uh, you can't have that if you're going to be a middleweight middleweight. So he'll just have to settle for being a top ten middleweight and a future title contender. So sorry, Brennan. And he has a cool hat. And he has a really cool hat. Yeah. There you go. AK hath spoken. I feel like you just rubber stamped that. You've evolved and in, in graduated out of the middleweighty middleweight conversation, Brendan Allen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike Heck. The decision's been made. Uh, all right. Casey, you can hit the music. Oh, yes. What a night. I mean, not even a night. What a day. No. What an afternoon. Look at I that sunlight it. behind really me. Sunlight. It. It's, it, it's, what is that? I don't even, I can't even know what you're talking about that's crazy ah you absolutely love it thank you everyone who has rode with us this week tuned in yesterday today all throughout the week as we have given you the coverage you've come to expect from this wonderful website that man is alexander k lee he's gone he already took off oh there he is look at that what a scamp Look look at the plant shining shining that's a cool looking plant I like I like the the, the cuts on the leaf. That's good. Uh, that man's Alexander Kaylee. That is the best producer in the business. The undefeated EKC Layden. I'm Sean O'Shaughnessy. Keep it locked to MMA fighting. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you soon. Happy birthday, AK. Thanks a lot. I'm AK. It's my birthday. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.